with a record of 29 wins, no losses. He has 22 wins coming by way of knockout. The reigning, defending, undefeated, Uh, let's do it, the Punch Podcast. It starts now, episode eight. You've got Jabin and wow, what a weekend of boxing it was. Some huge fights, some even bigger results. And obviously we are here today to talk about George Ferocious Cambosis and Devin the Dream Haney's fight in Melbourne. The super fight for the undisputed lightweight championship of the world. But we need to tip our hats to our very own Sky Nicholson, who, uh, look, was over in Wales. She's on the undercard of Kanishi Ogwa and Joe Cordina. That was a huge fight. Big card. She's gone 4-0 and in 91 days. She's had four fights in just over three months. So she's doing amazing things for our sport over there as well. So a big congrats to her. So fingers crossed we can see her on some Aussie Shores fighting soon. I do know Eddie Hearn's on his way to Australia, I believe, in around about two weeks. Her promoter from Matchroom Boxing, for those that might not be up to speed. What is he going to announce? He's only coming here to announce something big. I don't know what that looks like. Fingers crossed unlikely, but could be a Josh Taylor versus Liam Paro for a world title. Not sure, but regardless, if there is a matchroom fight here, she will be on that card. So it'd be great to have her back in the country. Uh, if you did miss that fight, the Joe Cordina versus Kenichi Ogwa, go and watch it. It only lasted two rounds. Now, Ogwa's a weapon. He did have the world title. Cordina was the challenger. And in two rounds, he entered that with a stunning right hand. It wasn't even a right where maybe there's a jab followed by a big knockout or a range fine poke, 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 and then bang it. He just literally was standing there. Ogawa went for an uppercut. He just counted him with a right and knocked him clean out, which probably so far would be knockout of the year. If you're looking at anything else that's happened this year, this has got to be number one. So jump online and go and find that. You can see the full fight, actually. It's up on KO if you've got that. You'll see a replay. It literally goes for like seven minutes because it was a round and a half with a walkout. So go and check that out. It was very, very good. But we are here today to talk about the George Cambosis devin Haney fight. We'll start with the undercard. It was a great undercard. There was a lot of fights. Jeez, it started at like 9.30 a.m. and ran through to like 3.30 all day. So they definitely got their money's worth hiring that venue at Marvel Stadium in front of 50,000. So a very, very good day. I've got to take my hat off, though, to Lucas Big Daddy Brown. Here's a guy that I, to be honest, hand on heart, had all but written off in this fight. I thought Junior Farr had him by a long shot. He came out and knocked him out bad in the first round. So it was a very good performance from him. In fact, I was sitting here watching it, and I thought, oh, no. Like a, the worst, I thought that Junior Farr's going to some sort of seizure. That's how bad it was. He was sort of shaking. I think that was a mix of his brain just trying to work out where he was, trying to get up. But it was it was a devastating knockout. And look, Lucas Big Daddy Brown showed that at 40-plus, he's still got plenty of power left in those hands. The Maloney twins, they were all class as usual. Both assigned to top rank. They had their legendary Hall of Fame promoter, Bob Arum, sitting in attendance front row. He was obviously a co-promoter for the entire thing, so to have his boys on the card as well. We love our Aussie Maloney twins. They do very, very well. They're just classic straight-up boxers. No tats, no craziness. Just get in, fight, do a great job, and look, both of them with amazing performances. Jason was obviously on the undercard before the main event. Andrew fought after, but look, this might put him poised for a world title shot in his next fight, so fingers crossed we can get that one happening and this isn't the conversation that I thought we'd be having today. I did think George Cambosis might have had him because I thought he's just a bit more of a fighter in front of his home crowd. Now, that's still the case, but Devin Haney boxed, and he boxed very well, 
and it's hard to beat a boxer when he is boxing unless you can get those punches in and fight, which, to his credit, Devin Haney didn't give George Cambosis an opportunity to do. He just stuck the jab, moved away. There was no real big moments in the fight. Everyone sort of discussed that, saying that it was just a fight that happened for 12 rounds. And look, if you were to look at this fight on paper and go, here's what will happen, that is exactly what happened. Normally, obviously, there's going to be like changes with fatigue or someone gets a punch through. The script changes on every fight, but on this one, the script didn't change. And exactly what, I guess, the bookies had Devin Haney a favourite, so that was the script. It happened. George couldn't get inside, couldn't get that fight that he had with Teofimo Lopez and that aggression out because he was just getting stuck by that jab and just couldn't get inside to work him. So ultimately... Devin didn't do a lot for 12 rounds except to keep him off him. I was, to be honest, a little shocked. I thought maybe there would be a bit more fatigue when those holes had opened. But to his credit again, he, he, he stayed there. He was still could have done another five rounds by looking at both of them at the end. So, uh, look, hats off to George Cambosis. Very gracious in defeat. But I do know that uh, Devin Haney was very appreciative of Melbourne. I want to thank Melbourne, all the people in, in and. Uh Melbourne that came out, all the people in Australia that came out in general, uh, it was a hell of a turnout. When I came out, it was crazy. I looked around, I was like, damn. And then when I seen all the fire, I'm like, let's go. It's, it's, it's time to go to work. He did come out smiling. I thought, there's a lot of people here booing you right now, mate. So uh, I don't know how you're having such a great time, but he did run down that that, that ring walk and, and off he went. Now, for the fight in the press conference, he didn't think it was too hard. I wouldn't say it was not It was hard to keep him off of me. Um, honestly, I just was staying relaxed. I could have picked it up, but I just wanted to, to – I knew that I was, you know, in his in his backyard. So I just wanted to stay smart and uh, fight my fight. So it really wasn't – it was more like when I wanted to fight. I was fighting at, at my rhythm and um, t- taking away his, his, his best attributes, and, and that's what I did. And credit to him. He did it for 12 rounds. He's very good if you can't hit him. Obviously, that's going to be how boxing goes. If you don't get hit, you're going to win if you're hitting the other person more. That's just simple maths and physics. However, to beat Devin Haney, you need to hit him, and he very rarely does get hit. But we did see it's doable. Linares hit him, and he wobbled his way to the corner, so it can be done. I just think next time in round two, when they go and meet again, hopefully in November, that's what they're predicting right about now for the rematch. I think George needs to just land one of those Tiafimo rights, which Devin knew was coming, so protected. It's 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 a roundabout way, isn't it? But both fighters were very good. In the end, there's going to be a winner, and it was now guy, but fingers crossed uh, next time that's going to be the case. Uh, look, the venue, that was a huge highlight for me, seeing that many people pack into a sport of boxing. It's so great to see that sort of turnout. The crowd was also amazing. And look, the atmosphere, from the reports I've had from people there, said it was just unbelievable it was loud it was rowdy it was a good time there was fire the, obviously with the roof shut it was nice and dark so the stage lit up and, and it was looked really really good and a great showcase for the sport i was watching twitter and a lot of the stars of boxing and especially the lightweight division were watching and very vocal on twitter i feel some back and forth with tank and ryan garcia also two belt super featherweight world champ shakur stevenson he was very vocal as well, and I'd not be surprised if we saw him probably step up to lightweight soon. He's very across what's happening, given the fact that he is a world champ at the weight class under. So who knows? Or you might see some super fight very soon with him and Joe Cordina, who just took a world title on the weekend. So I'll keep you posted if I hear any news on that. Look, I definitely wanted to be on here today on this episode celebrating our Aussie Undisputed Champs victory, but that's boxing and they are predicting November for the rematch, so fingers crossed we can do it all again then. 
And he just kept saying, whatever makes sense. We'll do it whenever makes sense. We'll see. But I think contractually, it makes sense to follow the contract. That's what's going to happen. George will run it back. There's no way he's going to give that fight up. The only way possible that this doesn't happen is if Haney decides to vacate the belts and step up, which ain't going to happen. He's still very much in that weight class at the moment and will remain there. You saw he made the weight pretty easy, unlike George Cambosis. Well, he said in the press conference, which I love the I love the analogy. He said, oh, we landed it like a plane. Didn't even have to try. Just him and his nutritionist just brought it straight on in and he made the weight very very, very easy. Well, that's sort of where we're at with that fight today. I think if you're judging what everyone else is saying online, then the same as me, nothing really happened in that fight other than two guys boxed for 12 rounds and Haney got the chocolates at the end. So hats off to him. Well done. And a big credit to George Cambosis. He did have the country on his back in that fight and we definitely were there supporting him. So uh, big ups to you, champ. And hopefully you'll be back in November and wear those belts home like you deserve. Thank you for listening to the Punch Podcast. And uh, there is a fair bit happening soon too, so I'll keep you updated on that. We've got Justice Hooney and Joe Goodall coming up. Uh, Liam Wilson, I'm going to try and get him on the podcast coming up as well. So plenty of big stuff happening right here on the Punch Podcast. So uh, keep listening. Thanks. <laughs>